it's Dr. Lisa, and it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, the absolute best radio station on the planet. I, I've listened to all of them, and I'm telling you, this is absolutely the best. So let's hang out. What do you say? Uh, this is a very, very, very major, major week in Brooklyn. Okay, folks, uh, I don't know if you, I mean, there's a, I know the, the news is really distracting these days, but you may not have heard. I don't know if you have, but it's the Northside Festival, which is like this really huge, actually pretty important. I'm going to say maybe not the most important music festival in the world, but it's very, very like high profile and, uh, it's just this amazing opportunity to see all these bands and stuff like that. And actually, our own station, Radio Free Brooklyn, we're doing something really, really awesome this year. I'm really proud of us because uh, they have a lot of rock bands and uh, stuff like that. And we're doing a complete hip-hop show. And it's tonight, folks, at the well. So you got to come. It's going to be really good. And it's also not like... The typical North Side show. We're really like, uh, which I'm really proud of, you know? Shout out. Shout out to Matt. Matt, our, our dude. Anyway, so it's at the well, which is 272 Meserol Street in Brooklyn. It's, uh, $10 at the door, $8 in advance. And, uh, this is the, uh, largest independent music festival. And, uh, we are, uh, featuring our local hip hop artist, Michael Amin, Wisdom Natural, TK the Architect, and Junkrat. So come on and uh, fucking show up. Get out of your basement. Let's have some fun. So I have this really special guest on today. I'm going to uh, hope that I pronounce her name uh, properly. I'm, I'm a little nervous about it. So Shanat, Renat. Okay, will you say it, Renat? Yeah, it's Renat Chezer. Renat Chezer, there, there. And uh, she's a fabulously interesting woman who is um, an entrepreneur and began like a really, uh, she's like a right brain, left brain person who's made a lot of shit happen. But uh, talking to her before we got started, uh, I also realized that she has, she has anxiety and depression, and she's been in therapy, which uh, if you've met her, she presents in almost an intimidating way. Can I say how old you are? Yeah, sure. So I can, she's, <laughs> she's only, to me, she's young, 37, and... Uh, I'm actually 39. 39. I read an old bio. Look at me. <laughs> I did my research, but I read an old bio. She's 39, and she's just incredibly uh, brilliant and accomplished, and self-possessed so uh but then there's also she's a three she's a fully three-dimensional person so we're going to find out a lot about her and uh i think she's a good person for all of us to learn from she's also a very generous person who is involved in a big uh company that she started called uh, I wrote this down. See, I'm getting nervous and I'm going to forget. That's the problem. But it's, of course, global. That's what she started, which is an amazing um, company that uh, deals with people, entrepreneurs, innovation. And I'm going to let her explain it because it's really 
um, you, it's a very original company and it's it's doing really well. So, but before we do that, let's go back to Northside Festival. That was a teaser, okay? Northside Festival because there's also a band that I personally uh, want to help promote called No Ice, and they're a big part of uh, Northside Festival. And they're going to be playing. Uh, Friday and Saturday night, and I wanted you to know about that. I'm going to play one of their songs, but before I do, I just want to let you know that they're going to be playing Friday. That's tomorrow uh, at a show at Main Drag Music. They're playing with Shell Shack, No Ice. Well, they're No Ice. That's the band, No Ice Prima. They're playing at 9.15. Did I screw that up? I'm like on my case today. I'm really like, I don't know what, like I'm not. I got to get my confidence back. That's my... That's my that's my problem right now. Uh, I'm doing fine, right? Am I doing okay or you're not? Amazing. Give me a give me a shout Lisa, out. You're amazing. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I needed that. Thank you. I feel much better now. No ice. Nine fifteen tomorrow night. Main drag music, and then on Saturday night they're going to be at the gutter, which is at two hundred North Fourteenth Street. And that show starts at eight, and they're going to be playing with a deer, no a deer, a horse. Uh, then No Ice, C- Secret Nudist Friends, The Regrets, and Straw Price, P- and Straw Pipes. So uh, with uh, no further ado, I'm going to play you a hit of theirs called The Cemetery. So I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. It's going to be loud, so make sure you don't have your...
right. So that's uh, uh, no ice. Take Pretty good. Not just, and this is not a publicity thing for her. Kim told me when she left that White House meeting that no matter how this. Whoa. Okay. That was that was uh, that was like probably a tech. That was a tech fuck up. I think on my part. Because uh, well, anyway, whatever. So anyway. That was uh, No Ice, great band, part of Northside. They're going to be playing Friday night at uh, no Drag Whatever Music and then Saturday night at the Gutter. Look it up on the Northside Festival uh, website and show up, okay? It's, gonna be, it's a great band. So, okay, back to my guest, Renat. Uh, so we were chatting a little bit just right before, uh, we went live. And, uh, the thing about Renat that's really interesting is, uh, you know, how, what an accomplished woman she is. And then we were also talking, I was reading this, uh, article she wrote in Medium about, uh, how she felt about her sister getting married and she was still single. And, we were talking about that. We think it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that somebody, and she's also gorgeous and like everything, you know, talented, beautiful and kind, all that shit. And then also like single, which I think is actually, you know, so we, I, I mean, we, I wonder, you know, it happens a lot. I wonder it's a lot of times I think men are intimidated by women like this, but anyway, uh, she agreed. We decided we think it would be really interesting to explore this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we really get down that road, why don't you just, Renat, just really quickly, because I really want to get into this, just tell us a little bit about your company, Of Course Global, okay? Yeah, definitely. So, Of Course Global uh, is a design and strategy uh, studio that helps businesses develop their uh, strategies around social good and sustainability. So basically, it's all about how do you create products that actually do good for the business, but also for the environment, for underserved communities. And our premise and our um, vision behind this is really to change the way that companies operate um, from a siloed place to a place that is part of a larger ecosystem that is caring for the intended but also the unintended mm-hmm. consequences of whatever it creates. And you have two degrees. So w- you're right brain, left brain. This is so impressive. What <laughs> What's your degrees again? Um, my undergrad was in uh, biotechnology engineering. And uh, <laughs> come on, really? And I mean, and then your master's degree is in what? In fine arts. Um, it's a master called design for social innovation so basically mm-hmm. how to use different design disciplines to develop um and create new human systems that are healthier yeah and you know what guys honestly we could do we could talk about this all day but you should really go to the website um it's called of course global and just look at some of the um case studies that um Renat's company has done like you're you have like I mean, it's not like one person. This is a real company, folks, with you, a lot of people you work with and some really big clients and stuff like that. So this is like the real the real deal. And you've been doing this since 2013? Uh, 16. So Six, it's two years. Yeah. Two years yeah. since you graduated. Yeah. So uh, she's an impressive woman. I don't know. I, I'm, that's all. Take my word for it. Look it up. Look, go to my Facebook page. You'll see all this stuff that she's done. So, 
let's talk about that. So how how is it? So you don't have a boyfriend currently, or do you? What's the, what's your deal? <laughs> what's your deal right now? My current situation. Uh, no, I do not have a boyfriend right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so are you dating anybody? Or <laughs> I don't know. I'm such not a good dater. I think I, I there's these people that are like constantly on three dates every week. Um, and for me, this is something that's so tiring. I actually went out on a date last Friday. And for me, that was a huge accomplishment. A first date? A first date, yeah. Oh, is he getting a second date? No. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Is that all right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, yeah. don't tell him, okay? We don't know his... No names. I'm sure he's a yeah. lovely guy. He he's is. He's a very yeah. busy woman, you he's, know, whatever. <laughs> so have, let's hear about your... your your. Uh, so, you know, we always want to know if there's an intimacy issue or what else is going on. So let's... So what's your dating history? Yeah. Um. So I think through my 20s, I've always constantly been in really long term monogamous relationships and i think it was on my 31st birthday that i was like I, I can't do this anymore i have to at least know a little bit more about who i am before i commit and so did you have one boyfriend in your 20s no there were three like big chunk boyfriends so and what was the <laughs> what was the longest relationship that you had uh, the longest one was four years oh yeah that's reasonable. Was that oh, yeah, was that the last one? No, that was the one before last. Um, so we lived together. We shared a house. Oh, and yeah, there you go. Yeah, you yeah. had a real, real. Yeah, and you're from <laughs> Israel, right? Yeah, yeah. And was that when did you move here? I moved here four years ago. So I moved here to do my master's, master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. So was that in Israel? Have you had a boyfriend? Yeah. That have you had a boyfriend in America? <laughs> no, because Americans, look at, I wouldn't date an American if I was from Israel either. Oh, I'm going to get letters, but no, but I mean, come on, our world is being run by Trump now. Who would come on? No, but okay, I'm making fun of you, American. I'm just making fun. So um, have you had a boyfriend yeah. in America? Yeah, no, I have not. I mean, I've dated um, various men um, and somehow I, yeah, for, I think for the for the past Four and a half years, I've had this one continuous lover in Israel that I've been seeing um, until very recently, very, very recently. So you kind of, can um, I say this? Can we call it a long distance relationship? No. So a friends, a friends with benefits, but like half a world away. Come on, not really. Is that what? Well, you define it seriously. Oh, you tell God. me what is. What was that relationship and when did it end? Oh, um, so, yeah, I don't even know to say what it was. Um, I don't think I have the vocabulary for it. In uh, English. <laughs> in English or in Hebrew. There's may, probably like body language for it, but not, not verbal okay. language for it. <laughs> so the sex was good. Did uh, you talk every day? What was your no, contact no, no, like? No, 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 no. Okay, so, so was your contact once a month? Did you, how yeah. often did you go to Israel? Like how, what was your, let's just <laughs> deal with facts so what was your what was the amount of contact oh with God. him um oh, it really varied but i think in the beginning it wasn't so much um we were i think dating for around one or two months and then it um broke off and then i moved to new york and i was exploring a bunch of different stuff and a new world of course and then somewhere around a year and a half ago we kind of got closer and we were just 
Okay, but yeah. but um, like as far as like, so you're not living in the same country. So mm-hmm. are we talking about texts, phone calls? Yeah. Like how yeah. often did you have contact with him? Was it once a week? Do you not want to talk about this because you don't have to? You no, no, have, no, we, no. We can talk about it. She's it's looking. Just, she's <laughs> looking shy. She's being really like generous like i said but you know i would be shy i understand so but she's willing to go there folks that's what i'm saying listen up so um yeah i think it was really um for me to define like there's no real way to define what it was because we were both also seeing other people and it's it was never something that okay we're exclusive to each other but i think with time we realized how deeply important we are to each other mm-hmm. um, until very recently where I think he was such a great um, partner to go through a journey of, of reaching a level where I can, where I can say that I want an intimate relationship. So I think about a year and a half ago, maybe that was the turning point. I was doing some, self-development course and I was asked to interview the man I'm I'm seeing about how I am in intimate relationships. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. So I actually interviewed him. That's so awesome. <laughs> um, and he said something that I never expected. He said that I, I'm very closed off and that I don't open up and that this is something that that is that that bothers him that is that he doesn't like that about me and for me i'm always i don't know at least with men like you know super cool everything's great never you know never mm-hmm. get to yeah you don't show vulnerability n- n- yeah zero but i never actually knew that i thought that that's you know that's the way to be you know but when he mm-hmm. said that i was like wow fuck i really i really am shutting myself down and and shying away from really exposing who I am. Um, And I think it also is a big part of that is that dichotomy is that my, a big part of me is this independent woman running a business, Mm -hmm. doing all this crazy shit, um, traveling the world, you know, teaching different universities, doing all these things Mm -hmm. that are very, that are are a huge part of me. And then the other Mm -hmm. side of me is just this, really tiny little vulnerable girl that that doesn't know how to deal with intimacy um Mm -hmm. and that dichotomy is not even clear to me but let alone the people that i date for sure that's very confusing so so when he said that that was like a moment where i was like wow okay that's really good information (laughs) and you think yeah yeah and it was Mm -hmm. it was very um good for him i mean (laughs) good for both of you that's really hard not that's a big deal but anyway go ahead yeah so i think that was kind of a turning point and i was okay i'm gonna give it a shot of what is what does it even mean to explore what does it even mean to being more open and more vulnerable um and so i think he was such a beautiful partner to go down this road with um of exploration so were you how did you feel were you surprised were you sad were you disappointed was that shock was it like oh my god i didn't know i was like that or was it like oh he's right what, I, I, mean, I, I think it was both i think it was like oh my no no i'm no i did you feel yeah and then i was like wow he's so right so that was a I big never, insight i never let anyone in so um what 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 when did you break up you broke up with him 
I mean, I don't know. Breaking up means that there's a relationship to break yeah, up. But no. I think I was. Is he not in your life anymore? Or how did that? How did that? How did that re- re- revelation affect your relationship with him? Did yes. it change your relationship? Oh wow, many questions. So yeah, so it definitely changed our relationship very gradually and very, um, very subtly. That's I think mm-hmm. something that I really loved about our relationship. It was very gradual and subtle until a few months ago, where I realized that. Well, you know, we're getting really close and, and I mean, at least emotionally and, you know, and, um, not physically. I mean, we're yeah, in different no, countries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I think that was a big revolution for me to, to realize that I've come to a point where I now want something deeper and I want something, you know, with more width and with more so depth. So did you feel like it was getting in the way of you having a real relationship? Um, and that's why you, you why would you yeah. end it because uh, of that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's hun- really. I'm just going to say because I, you know, <laughs> I have no formal training. I'm going to say I think that's really, really smart though, and very brave, yeah. and I applaud. I that. think it's one of the most painful things that I did. So I mean, we did. It's not me. It's, yeah, it was yeah, definitely right. even more from him than but that's for me. Really but. showing up for yourself in a major, <laughs> major way. Good for you. I, I see, guys. <laughs> I told you to be. Yeah, this is great. This is this is what it takes. So just fast forward, um, yeah, so I think after I realized that, I confronted him with that, and he, you know, it, it, it's just, it was very apparent that this is as far as we can go. And then I was in Israel just two weeks ago, and we decided that, you know, we'll, our friendship is very, very dear to both of us, but oh, that's, it's going mm-hmm. to transform, like, the, the type of relationship, so... Very good. Very, very good. So it sounds like you're afraid to show vulnerability that you, that people aren't going to like it. It sounds a little mm. bit like that in, in mm. general. Is, does that make any sense to you? Mm. So that's, does it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so sure. like, let's find out where you learned that. So what was your <sighs> parents like? What were your parents like? Um, what were my parents like? Are you, are they still around? Are they married? Yeah, they're still around. Touch wood. Um, they're still married. Um, they're the most generous and beautiful people I know. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you have brothers and sisters? I have a younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, she's four years younger than me. Uh-huh. Um, where did that come from? I think it's, it's very, very much ingrained in our culture never to show weakness, you know, like being vulnerable is a weak, is weak. And so you think it's an Israeli thing? Uh, what are, or I mean, like I, I, you know, I am ignorant when it comes to, I mean, I've certainly met plenty of people from <laughs> Israel, um, you know, but I am pretty ignorant. I'm just going to put it out there about what, what, you know, Every culture is different, and that's a per- yeah. particular culture. So, do do you think that the way that yeah. you relationships in in in, in uh, I mean, is it different in Israel? <laughs> is that what you're saying, or like uh, I'm trying to understand? I, I, I don't know if it's different in Israel. I can talk about my circumstances. I mean, sure, my father's parents, my grandparents um, were Holocaust survivors, so of course there's such a hardship in that. Um, and right. he was brought up in a very German post-Second World War, post-Holocaust uh, environment, so very in Israel. In Israel. So that's got to be really intense. So that was really intense, and let's not forget that when he was born, that was when the state of Israel was born, and so 
you know, being in all the, just like being born together with a country that's constantly fighting for its existence. So, wow. Um, that's real life people. Yeah. yeah. And I think my mother, um, her father was, uh, my grandfather who I've never met, but he was, he was in an arm, in the army, um, as his job. And his job was actually, um, in charge of peacemaking in Ramallah in the West wow. Bank between Palestinians and Israelis. Wow. And he, um, died in something that, that we, we still don't know if it was a terrorist attack or not, but he oh, was uh, wow. pushed off a cliff uh, <gasps> in his car. Um, yeah. So he, he died. I never met him, but I think I was born to, you know, that, that hardship from both, um, sides and also to, you know, a very, very, um, you know, a country that we, we have to be tough. We have to protect ourselves. We have to, you know, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know any, I don't know, other people in Israel can have a completely different experience. Yeah, of course, but, yeah. but do you think, I mean, we're we're pretty coddled here in, in America. I mean, we, we if we think, we take this, do you see us Americans as taking that for granted? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, mm, or do you, do you is it very di- different? Is that what we're, I mean, what you're describing, those experiences to most, to me, to most Americans are just incomprehensible. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we don't understand the circumstances of living in a country like Israel, which, you know, is um, probably makes people think about things that are really what's important in life. I mean, there's something yeah, really. I think this is where there is kind of like a mindfuck for human beings because we we create that no matter where we are. I mean, here it's so much about, you know, self-accomplishment. So the stress comes from that, you know, you know, self-realization, being something, making money, being, you know, being accomplished. So I think it's just something so inherent in the, in the human, you know, in, in the human psyche to be, to achieve, to be strong, to the strong survive, you know, that, that kind of thing. So, the circumstances, yes, maybe there are harder or or mm-hmm. easier circumstances, but I think that ambition or that that tendency to create, you know, that that you know, to move forward, to you know, right. to be stronger, is something that is so so ingrained. So in. you're kind of saying it's not. It's just you're just saying it's no better, no worse. It's just human nature. I, I mean, I'm this, saying that for, for, for sure. For your experience. Yeah, I, I think it's it's a blend. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know if I had mm-hmm. to say how many percentage of blend, but I think it's, of course, your human circumstances, but it's the big part of it is just us being humans and just constantly striving to be stronger and better. And Sure, yeah. sure. Well, anyway, it sounds like you're, you know, um, I can imagine being self-protective in that kind of environment, but was that played out in your family for you like did you were your parents like mm-hmm. acting like uh you got to be tough you got to be strong yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i think they they really um soften up in the last few years since my uh nephews were born so since they became grandparents ah. i think that kind of like but how were they with each other were they did you not see a lot of tenderness or Mm, wow, that's a really good question. I think there's like very, very deep friendship between them. Mm-hmm. I think they're incredibly different. And, you know, like my mom is like 
my dad drives my mom crazy about it. Like everything he does drives her crazy. Um, but I think there's really deep friendship. I've never really seen like intimate love, like, um, yeah, romantic intimate love between mm. them. I don't know what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. I'm not sure I want to, but <laughs> you don't. Sure. They're your parents. Yeah. Who wants to know that yeah. shit? But like, as far as treating you, did like, if you were upset, if you got physically hurt, if you failed a test, if a boy didn't like you, how did they mm-hmm. treat you? Yeah, I think there's, I mean, again, this is something that really evolved with time. And I think there's so much better now. But as I was growing we're up, not it's, judging it's, them. We're yeah. not, <laughs> we are not judging them. They did an awesome job. Look what they made. They made you. They're fucking incredible. <laughs> We're not judging your parents at all. I'm just, I'm just trying to find out. Like, were were they nurturing? How nurturing? Yeah. What was their degree of nurturingness yeah. and and self acceptance and yeah. self? You know, you're ambitious. We yeah. know that. And uh, so am I. You'd never, you might not realize it, but you know, I mean, there's something wrong. Being ambitious is no judgment. That's who you are by nature. <laughs> you're probably a little tightly wound you know some of this is nature mm-hmm. nature and nurture but well, i'm just trying to figure out the circumstances yeah. so i think were your yeah. parents nurturing or yeah in in their own way but yeah that was like the environment my dad was always you know you have to no there's a problem just solve it there's no place for for emotions you know you decide something you put everything else behind and you go forward as if it never existed and with my mom, she always used to say this beautiful sentence, but I think I took it way too literally, which is, you know, she said, smile and the world will smile to you. And she said, oh, just man. always smile. Never let <gasps> anyone see you anything oh, but smile. Man, so, that's so wrong. <laughs> so, so wrong. I think she had... <laughs> Sorry, I mean, no, that's me. Like, you can see what a shitty... Sh- why I'm not a real shrink, because I'm what talk about judgment, but... But I think I think she had the best of intentions. Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, no, we're not criticizing. We're not criticizing at all. I'm just saying, and you know what? It served you well, because look how accomplished you are, but... um what she's it's like telling boys not to cry yeah yeah so um you know what i want to do the station id and i want to get back to this let's let's digest this for a minute because that's that that to me is a um some a symbol you know that's big okay so let's get back to the north side festival now again how do you go from that how do you go from that to the north side festival (laughs) Well, you know, I'm just really proud of us, and I want you to come to our show at the Well. That's tonight. But I also, you know, we got this other great show. As long as we're, as long as I'm telling you that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, Doctor Lisa gives a shit, and it's the greatest radio station in the world. To come to Pine Box for uh, Diva Night, which is going to be hilarious and fabulous, and uh, it's just a bunch of the uh, it's people. Uh, what is it? Oh, Jesus. It's by Evan Bieber of uh, Pop Rocks and his co-host Edward. It's our one of our shows here. It's going to be great. And uh, it's a fun night of dancing and singing to some of the biggest names of pop music. And it's a great way to start off Pride Month. This is fucking Pride Month. And uh, I love you, all my gay friends, gay, lesbian, queer, whatever you are. I love you. Thank God, because otherwise all we'd have is straight white men. (laughs) Terrible. I'm horrible. So come Monday, June 11th, 9 to 11, Diva Night, Pine Box. Okay, we did that. 
I'm horrible. So anyway, no, I'm not. Uh, yes, I am. No, I'm not. So um, let's <laughs> get back, voices, back yeah. to you. Back to yeah. you. <laughs> back to you. So back to Renan. <laughs> so um, anyway, so it sounds like you were you were taught not to show a lot of emotion. Is that correct? Yeah, a weakness. 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 Maybe not weakness. 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 And yeah. you were rewarded handsomely for it by society, no? <laughs> yeah. Do you think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, you're very uh, uh, um, incredibly candid and a few, you know, generous about talking about this and mm-hmm. not, and I don't want to call brave or whatever. I don't know if it's brave. You're certainly not hiding it here on mm-hmm. the radio. <laughs> so you have the ability to express your weakness and we don't even need to use the word weakness but yeah. you know your vulnerability so what are is are you are you is it so is your lack of uh expressing it with men is that because you think they're not going to like you or they're going to take advantage of you or is it a habit what do you think it is yeah um so first of all, this me being so candid about my weaknesses is something very new to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I'm really just discovering now um, and maybe just really sick of, of, as you said, just not showing a full 3D, dim, you know, three-dimensional um, myself, just this, you know, peach perfect um, poster. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so this is definitely something that I am experimenting with and exercising these mm-hmm. muscles um, and why do I think I don't do it and what is that relationship to men I think I think it's a lot about you know um, programming that we've had and I think that you know you always see these um, movies where there's these whiny women and <laughs> and men are like fuck no just stop whining you know why are you so emotional and you know and so we've been so taught that um, in order to be, you know, desirable, desired by men, it's, we have to be cool, we have to play it cool, we have no emotions, we can just fuck around and we don't get attached. And the word attached, oh my God, and the word commitment, oh my God, do not ever say that because, you know, you're this, you know, 21st century feminist, you're supposed to be able to just, you know, just go to bed one night with someone wake up fabulous the next morning, go to your work, make a lot of money and, you know, maintain all your life as if, you know, as if you don't have feelings. Um, and so I think, yeah, it's a lot of of what we think men want or what we've been conditioned to think men want. Um, Agreed. And that's why I think I, I owe so much to that man in Israel for for just opening up a new a new avenue for me, you know, and agreed. And I yeah. think that's an excellent point because um, I used to be the advice columnist for the Bushwick Daily, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, middle-aged older woman living in Bushwick. And I speak to a lot of the young women around here and they are saying kind of what you just said in that they're like, yeah, you know, like they act like they can, they just sleep with the guy and they don't hear from him again and that no big deal. But I think it really does cost, cost maybe all of us, but certainly women. I don't think it's, 
we we feel we and women today feel the need i mean i thought this would be over by the time i got to be 62 (laughs) but women um still feel that need that they can't expect anything or they don't want anything and um, there's no guarantee that you're going to get it or not but to pretend that you're past that to yourself like like say i might i'm going to sleep with this guy might get attached but uh, I'm going to do it anyway. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But to say I don't care and I re- and believe it and tell yourself that that's destructive. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's great that you you brought yeah. brought that up. And I want to say something else about you know an additional thing about sex because um, you know we're so in this culture there's so much variety and there's so much option and so many options and so many things and like there's always the next and we've kind of you know, the hyper consumption of clothes have kind of translated them themselves to hype fast fashion for, for sex, you know, and I, and like, I think, you know, being open to experience different things is beautiful and, and one thing, but, but the disposableness of it mm-hmm. sometimes is something that is really heartbreaking for me because, you know, it doesn't matter if it's for one night, one hour, one year or one lifetime it's still you know some kind of sacred unity between two people and um yeah i just i i feel that is something that's very dismissed in today's society and that disposableness and next 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 Um, yeah um i i'm really glad you said that and i think we're all paying the price for that (laughs) i mean all of us i think Sometimes I think women more than men because women just biologically, this is, you know, are set up to like that, you know, we have to just set up to be more emotionally involved if we have sex with somebody because, you know, biology has it. I believe in biology yeah, has it 100%. that way. We're more vulnerable to that. First of all, they, they you know, it's internal for us. <laughs> for them, it's something external. You know, it's something that goes into us and becomes becomes us. Right um, and right, absolutely, and yeah. we can get pregnant and stuff like that. It's just really we're we it's it's different, it's, you know. And even if you think of the 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 role of the sperm or the role of the egg, you know, the sperm's role is to spread, mm-hmm. is to go as fast as possible to its destination and beat the other guys so he can penetrate first, right? Um, and the eggs is to be very very, you know, um. Passive and passive. perfect, but but not not passive in the way that we think of passive. She actually chooses. She out of a million different sperms, she chooses which one goes in. She's the one that has to be so quiet and intuitive and receptive to be able to choose the one that will that she's willing to let inside her. Hmm. Well, I don't know that for me. Just just if I'm uh, for me, that's a little. That's a little. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a good way to look at it, but I don't know. I think my eggs are really like they're really well, they're really dead. <laughs> That's what they are. You know, last time I went to a gynecologist, I said uh, I forgot which um, I had an ovary removed. No big deal. I'm fine. But uh, I was like, which one? She goes, well, I don't know because they sh- shrivel. They're shriveled. Like I think they're shriveled. But uh, but you know I want to ask you about your date your your last date on Friday with a guy because I also wonder if um if you you know let guys know that you like them. so how did you feel like with any did you practice any emotional connection with that date or mm-hmm. like what was that what 
what do you how'd yeah, you do on that i how, think i didn't do very well what was it like how did you do or how do you feel about that i or? think i didn't do very well i think there was a turning point in the date where he asked the one question that when i get asked that question i just go nuts and you, you know what that question is because you read that article that i wrote about being single but he asked me how come you're single like i don't understand that you're so this and so that and so that and so that i I have a very hard time saying good things about myself, but like all those things yeah, that you said. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, yeah. So how come you're single? And for me, that is just like that one thing that completely shuts me down. And Interesting. It, Why does that affect you so much? Because for me, it implies that something is inherently wrong with me. Like, like it can't be that you're, you know, accomplished, whatever, whatever, whatever. And also single. And for me, it's just like that. Whoa, what is like, what is wrong? So you you hear that that as a criticism. I hear that as a compliment. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I hear that as a compliment. I hear that as a compliment because um, it's like, it seems, you know, I mean, it's a way of saying that like you are a very valuable and desirable woman and you must have some choice that you have a ton of choices and you're choosing like it's a way of it's a it's a shy way perhaps of mm-hmm. telling you how fabulous you are mm-hmm. without just coming out like you're so great i <laughs> i you know yeah but it's interesting it has like a real cuz i don't think everybody interprets those questions the same way it has yeah. a real negative so does yes. that mean that you're afraid that there is some something wrong with you or <laughs> or some reason why you're single like some <laughs> some dark uh why yeah. do you why why can i ask you why do you think you are single because i can't mm. i think well actually i may maybe the vulnerability thing but why do you think you are single mm-hmm. yeah or, or uh, why does that bother you or like what is what's going on there yeah i think it's a combination of a few different things i think it's um First of all, yeah, that dichotomy between, yeah, being on one hand very independent and very um, self-sufficient, self-sufficient, and on the other hand, something that is very undeveloped, which is my emotional, maybe progression, or I, I don't know, maybe not as developed as the other side of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it's also, yeah, being very, very scared to to open up and super scared of rejection that's like rejection rejection that's my biggest fear because you don't take failure well at all (laughs) right because you're very accomplished and successful and you seem to like succeed almost everything you do i mean i don't know but you you (laughs) succeed you success is definitely like part of your brand i mean it's just Mm -hmm. by because you've accomplished so much so is is that is that part of it like yeah i think so but i think there's also another part i think that i'm also i'm not a regular like i'm not nobody's regular but i i think that there is like i i I, you know all my girlfriends that really want to get married and have kids and like my i never had that deep deep craving that women you know have and i think that it's I think something about me is a bit not normal. Like it's not, I I don't know how to explain it, but it doesn't mean that I don't want it. I just, it means that I have, 
a different pace of developing in that realm. It means mm-hmm. that whoever this man will be will probably not have, you know, the 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 typical relationship. The this it will mm-hmm. be something that we will create together. It will be something that um mm-hmm. that we will mold into a shape together. Um, so your your idea is that most most of your friends have kids how do you feel about having kids like what's that mean to you what does that mean to me um do you think your family expects you to have children oh 100 percent, 100 percent. so there's really like that's normal yeah 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 and is that considered like if you don't have children then you're not a really accomplished person do you think yeah woman yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 oh yeah oh God, yeah, I I think my grandmother once told me that a woman without kids is like a tree without that can't bear fruits. Like that, just it doesn't. Yeah. Oh, so you've <laughs> internalized that. Um. So I I I mean I do want. I mean, how many kids can I have already? I'm I'm reaching that point. But I ideally I would want. Yes, I would want a family. Yeah. Um. But if I'm like the, yeah, it's not. I don't have the same drive as most of my girlfriends. Like, yeah. well, um, sounds like you have ambivalence about having children, which mm-hmm. personally I applaud. I mean, <laughs> I like I I've said on the show before. I mean, I have a stepson who's twenty nine, just got married to a lovely, lovely, awesome, uh, three dimensional, big mouth, <laughs> funny, hilarious, uh-huh. awesome female, and uh. I love the freedom of being like I can do whatever I want and all my art projects and I love the freedom of having my own time and I haven't had to I've been very selfish about it because I haven't you know Mm -hmm. had kids yeah and um so I'm just applauding that and I think I'm just saying from my experience I think that uh, society telling women they have kids like that's a that's kind of a something I personally disagree yeah. with. Yeah, I think that it you know it will happen organically. Like it would be part of that creation of me and whoever that that human is. You know to dis- to decide that and to see how what is the family structure that is right for us. But do do you feel like that maybe is um, affecting? I mean, you're 39, so you know mm-hmm. that's. I mean, let's just you know we know what that means. So, as far as parenting, motherhood, all that stuff. So, do you think that um, that is somehow seeping into your dating life, your views mm-hmm. of motherhood? Do you do you? Th- and like your views of being single and your self-image, I think maybe your view of yourself, like it's really hard for you to see yourself not being a mother. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. I think that to depart from that, um, that that picture, yeah, that would be something that if I came to that to that port to that moment would be hard for me for sure. But is it hard because, and I don't know if you have the answer to this, but is it hard because of you wanting to have kids? Or is it hard because you feel like you'll be letting your family down? Hmm. I think it's both. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I mean, I have a lot of questions if I'm built to be a mother, if I'm, you know, if I have it in me to be a mother. I mean, I look at my sister and, oh, my God, she does such an amazing job. I, I don't know if I have it in me. Um, but there is some part of me that really wants a family. And there's a huge part of me that knows it's going to be a huge disappointment to my family if I don't. Yeah, it's all part of it. I mean, I can be, you know... <laughs> At the end of the day, you know, I, I can stand, you know, go on my own path as weird as it is, as, as non-conventional as it is, but I'm still influenced by, you know. Of course. Yeah. And your family's been through so much and you want to uh, support them and be an active part of your family. I think my dad once said something to me that really kind of, ah, that was, he said, Renat, you know, so many people are having kids that are duplicating their genes, you know. You know, genes like yours, they're really, you know, they need to be duplicate. You know, they need to be, they need to have future. Um, so, yeah, so that that responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're putting a lot on you. Do they talk about it with you in day to day? Like, mm. do you feel pressure from them like on a regular basis? You know, just is it out yeah. there in the atmosphere in your relationship with them? I think it it used to be a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, and I think me moving to New York has made a huge step, you mm -hmm. know, um, for for my sanity with that. Um, but I think they're also a lot more conscious than they were before of how much it hurts me when they do that. So oh, they they, they really good. try, yeah, oh, that's to moderate good. that. <laughs> Oh, well, it slips out from time to time because well, they're you know, not Jewish moms, you know. Well, they're not going to change how they feel. But these are really big decisions that you need to yeah. be in touch with on your own, right? Yeah, so 100%. Yeah, no, so if they're influencing it, it's going to be yeah. really hard for you to separate out how you feel. Yeah, I think also um, I, I I have an uh, OBGYN in Israel, and she said something so beautiful to me. Um, she was like, Renat, this was about a year ago or half a year ago, she was like, Renat, there comes a moment in every woman's life, let's say at, on her 40th birthday, where she needs to sit on a rock by the sea and really go inside and think with herself if that's what she wants for her life. And it's okay, it's completely okay if you decide that it's not what you want and it's completely okay if you decide that that's what you want. But just know you have a year and a half left or something just oh, that have is fun beautiful. and on your 40th birthday go to that rock in by the sea and yeah yeah uh, that gave me the chills it's yeah. beautiful that is really yeah i think i think that it's really important that you make the decision that's right for you but you know what i really wanted to point out to you um the work that you do and uh um you know, uh, full disclosure, uh, sh 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 I'm afraid I'm going to say your name wrong. Scherzer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you did, yeah, Renat did a project with, uh, came in and consulted So I ha with uh, Radio Free Brooklyn with our team. So mm -hmm. I did actually see, see you at work, full yeah, disclosure. So I'm just saying like from everything, the research I've done on you and seeing you in person, ex uh -huh. you know, having experience with you i'm just going to say that you are extremely nurturing <laughs> and that um i think that you're missing a big point about your whole life which is based on nurturing mm -hmm. and a career based on nurturing mm -hmm. 
and that you know maybe everyone in that you come across is somewhat of a child or you know not a child in this you know child adult thing but maybe yeah. somebody that you are nurturing mm-hmm. and that that can be as valuable as to the world as having a child yeah a hundred percent i think i mean i look at the projects that we do in of course um and the way that we help you know underserved communities or environmental issues that we're really passionate about or um you know just even exposing you know super corporate america uh employees to what it means to have empathy and what it means to have um kindness to one another and compassion and and i think that's a huge gift you know every time i see that change within one of our clients or within a person in a corporation i you know i i i'm fulfilled with a lot of satisfaction and with a lot of yeah that's definitely a child you're the you're the like the doula the mom (laughs) doula you're you're doing a lot of work uh helping you help our radio station give birth to a new way that we were going to have our our community meetings in like an hour so i mean these are really i think i think that uh i think maybe you're selling yourself a little short on your uh that maybe you are already expressing a lot of motherhood just not Mm. in the Mm. exact way that your family is going to yeah, 100%. No, I, I agree with that 100%. And I always think of, you know, the businesses that I create as my babies, like they're mm-hmm. truly my babies. Um, yeah, but I... I know, but I know what you mean, though. And I mean, I think it's good. I think it's like a good instinct that you came to New York to define who you are yeah. away from all of that, too. 100%. I think... Israel is so traditional in the way in the fam- family constructions that there are the family constellations and it's just yeah if you're not in that path you're just it's just there's no room and then you know I came to New York and it's so amazing because everybody's a weirdo like me <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's like oh, this yeah. place where all the weirdos come together that never belonged anywhere else but here <laughs> they belong because they don't exactly yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I also wonder if that's part of what's making it harder. I think that you have like kind of the answer of like how to get closer to to somebody, Mm -hmm. um, to to the people, to the men, you know, in intimate relationships. I think you can see it. But I think also the confusion about what you're really looking for. Mm. um, Yeah. Gets it could get in in the the way. way. Like, um because we all know the first date, if it's going to really work out, means that you're going to have a boyfriend. And if you're going to have a boyfriend and you're 39, I was 39 uh-huh. once, <laughs> that means that you have to know whether you want to have a family or not. And all this stuff is all wound up together. And because your true. family and your father in particular, I'm going to say the male dominant role model, <laughs> uh, thinks having a family is really important, you may be sort of afraid of projecting that onto the guy you're dating on the date Oof. yeah for sure for sure that has a huge you know like not having a boyfriend is something that makes my life easier because i don't have to come up with these you know decisions oh, yeah. so so for sure that's oh if i like a guy then what does it mean are we going to be together now forever and ever and what does that mean do i need to have kids and what what does that mean yeah i i'm sure that's going to put a lot of pressure yeah. but having all said all that i think that 
I have come to a point right now after many years of exploration that I am, yeah, ready to take that step and, and explore those questions and mm. explore, you know, and, and explore through creation with, with that other person of what it means to have a relationship. What is it going to look like? Do we want a family? What does a family look like? There's so many different ways to have a family. I, I, I do yeah. agree. That's what I'm saying. I think you do have all, I do think you know what, where the direction is coming. Um, I'm looking at the clock because we only have a minute and a half left and <laughs> we have a lot more to discuss. But so I'm just going to try and wrap this up. Can you believe <laughs> this? But I think that, um, the thing is, is that I think that when you're dating somebody, you know, I mean, at uh, at that age, it, it is common where people are thinking, are we going to have kids? Are we going to have, I think that you need, this is what I'm going to say. From, <laughs> and I'm, I have no formal training. I think you really need to own the confusion about yeah. whether you want to have a family or not. And just like, hold on to that, own it, <laughs> internalize it. I'm just so confused because you can't not be confused because you can't separate what your family wants and what you want. Yeah. So take that completely own the confusion and take mm. it out of the equation on a, any date with any guy. Like you mm. don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to create something with that person or not. Just Right now, you can only, you know, like in advertising, they say, sell one thing, sell one thing. The one thing that you are working on is how can you get closer to somebody emotionally? And I think the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you take that variable of whether you're ever going to have kids out or not out of the The equation. equation. I love that. So just take that out. 